Insider for Real-Time Fantasy Sports, and welcome to another edition of the Real-Time Fantasy Sports Podcast. On today's podcast, I'm going to be joined by my son, Henry Power, and we're going to give you all of our starts and sits for week 10 of the fantasy football season. Before I get to that interview with Henry, though, I did want to tell you that you can play all your DFS games here at Real-Time Fantasy Sports. Just go to rtsports.com, click on the daily link at the top of the page, and sign up for a DFS game today. We are offering basketball and football right now, so you can get in some basketball DFS and football ones as well for all the games this weekend. Go to rtsports.com and click on the daily link. And now I'm thrilled to be joined by my son, Henry Power, once again. We're going to give you all of our starts and sits for Week 10. Henry, thank you so much for joining me once again. No problem. So, Henry, I think the big news for you, your fantasy football team, you just made a big trade in your league with all of your friends, and it's the talk of uh, all those friends today at school. Uh, What's the trade you made? Give our listeners a lowdown of it. So I traded away Adam Thielen and Latavius Murray for Juju Smith-Schuster and Tevin Coleman. I think that's a pretty good trade, Henry. What uh, what made you pull the trigger on it officially? What 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 pushed you over the edge? Well, Thielen has been hurt a lot lately, and I feel like he's probably gonna miss this week too. So he's been hurt a lot, and then Murray's just moved down to number two because Kamara's back, and he's not gonna get any playing time with him. All right, so that's a good trade for you, Hunter. I think I know your team's in a little bit of a tailspin right now. Hopefully, uh, this gets you going in the right direction. Is that what you're hoping? Yes, I'm very much hoping that. All right, now we're going to get into our week sits. Uh, We got that big trade info out of the way with Henry. So we're going to give you all of our week 10 starts and sits. I'm going to give you the starts. Henry is going to give you the sits for this week. I'm going to try not to give you the obvious starts because, as you know, we have six teams on a bye this week. Henry, that makes it tough, doesn't it, to set those lineups? Yes, it does. And there's definitely some good teams on a bye this week with Houston, New England, Philadelphia, those are some top fantasy players on those teams. So it's going to be tough, plus all the injuries as well. So we're going to help you get through that with our starts and sits for this week. First off, first game of the weekend is tonight. First game of the week, week 10, Los Angeles Chargers 4-5 and five against the suddenly surging Raiders 4-4. Four and four. This looks like a pretty good fantasy game on paper with a lot of fantasy scoring. I really like Hunter Henry this week. I know that it really isn't an outlier, but... Man, he's really returned to the lineup with a vengeance. He has at least four receptions, his last four, in 80-plus yards, three of those games. He was targeted a season-high ten times last week. He had seven receptions for 84 yards in that game. And I think he's moved into must-start territory, finally living up to the preseason hype. He plays the Raiders. They allow the fourth-most fantasy points to tight ends, dead last against the pass. Who's a sit for you, Henry? I would say Derek Carr. He's been good lately, but does have three games with one of no scores. And the Chargers just shut down Aaron Rodgers and the Packers' passing game last week. And the Chargers are fifth against the pass, allowing the sixth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. All right, next game, Detroit Lions 3-4-1 at Chicago. Uh, This game's not super appealing on paper. Detroit's offense has been great lately. They play a pretty good Bears defense on the road, though, so I'm not thrilled with all the fantasy options in this one. I think you have to... Continue to play Matthew Stafford and their receivers, Jones and Galladay, with how well they're playing. But I'm going to give you an outlier here. I kind of like J.D. McKissick in this one. He's emerged as the pass-catching back for the Lions with Kerryon Johnson out. He He has three receptions each of his last two games, at least two catches, four straight. He's also getting a few chances to run the ball with Ty Johnson having some issues there. He has 29 or more rushing yards, four games. 
So I think he has some values of flex player this week with so many teams on a bye. As I said, Chicago, pretty good defense, but they will allow some fantasy points to running backs, especially out of the backfield. They allowed the eighth most fantasy points to running backs this year. Henry, who are you sitting in this one? I would sit Ty Johnson. He might be starting and getting most carries, but he's doing nothing with those carries. He's fewed in 30 rushing yards three straight games, and the Bears are eighth overall against the rush, allowing 94 rushing yards per game. All right, next game, Henry. Baltimore Ravens, 6-2. and two. Travel to the winless Bengals who just lost on the road to Miami. Wah, wah, huh, Henry? Not yeah. good. Cincinnati might not win a game this year after that one. So they got a tough matchup here. They're starting the rookie quarterback, Ryan Finley, in this one. So not a lot of Bengals are super appealing. Obviously, Baltimore, you want to load up on them for this week uh, with this great matchup. On the Cincinnati side, I still like Alex Erickson this week. A.J. Green... It's hurting again. He's probably not going to play. They already ruled him out for this week. Probably not going to play this week. Might not play the next several weeks with how this has been going with his recovery from his ankle injury. So I think that bodes well for Erickson, who's really emerged as the top slot receiver in this offense. He has 14 receptions for 234 yards his last two games and at least four catches three straight. I know the rookie quarterback's throwing to him, but a guy out of the slot's probably going to get a lot of targets in this game from from the rookie quarterback, Finley. So I think it bodes well for Erickson to do well in this matchup. Ravens, good defense, but they're second against the run compared to 26th against the pass. So I think if the Bengals are going to have any success offensively, it will be through the air. Henry, who are you sitting? Joe Mixon. He's had just under six fantasy points his first matchup with the Ravens, and he had eight carries for 10 yards and just two receptions for 29 yards, and he has more than 66 rushing yards just once all year. And like you said, the Ravens are second against the run compared to 26th against the pass. All right, next game, Henry. Buffalo Bills 6-2 and two to Cleveland 2-6. and six. Kind of the tale of two NFL teams here. A lot of high hopes for the Browns. Not a lot of high hopes for Buffalo, but these teams have been the exact opposite this year. And I like the Bills in this one, even though they're on the road. And I like Josh Allen a lot. Allen... His numbers haven't been really off the charts this year, but he's been very consistent. He has multiple touchdowns, four straight games, multiple scores, six of nine games total. His yardage numbers aren't always great, like I said, but he gets his yards on the ground and scores, so that makes him the 12th-rated fantasy quarterback right now, despite his passing numbers not being the greatest uh, in terms of yardage. So he has low-end value. Uh, Value is a low-end number one fantasy quarterback, making him a good streaming play especially this week against Cleveland. They allow 26 points per game and the 13th most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Henry, who are you sitting out of Buffalo and Cleveland? I would say Jarvis Landry. He has 23 targets in his last two games, but the problem is he's only caught 11 of those receptions, 11, eleven of those targets. His fantasy numbers still aren't great despite the, the added looks. He has just one touchdown this year and his top 70 yards just two times, and the Bills are 30 against the pass and allowed just 184 passing yards per game. All right, next game, Kansas City 6-3 and three at Tennessee 4-5. and five. Chiefs are Henry's favorite team. We got to see them earlier this year. Very exciting to go to Arrowhead, even though they lost that heartbreaker of a game we saw. But, again, this looks like a pretty good game uh, to watch. I'm not sure. So, for fantasy perspective, Titans defense is decent. I mean, you can't sit your Chiefs in this one, especially with Mahomes coming back. But the Titans have some pretty good matchups as well against a pretty poor Chiefs defense. So, again, kind of a mixed bag when it comes to fantasy players in this one. For me, 
I like Derrick Henry a lot in this one. Uh, again, not going out on a limb here, but Henry's a great play for me. He didn't have his greatest rushing performance last week, but he still found the end zone and finished with 99 total yards despite not having a ton of yards on the ground. He had a season-high three catches last week, so that's very encouraging to me. If he starts getting the ball in the air more, that's just going to help his fantasy value even more. He's already finding the end zone a lot. He has scores six of nine games. He also has 75 or more rushing yards six of nine games. Plays the Chiefs. They allow the third most fantasy points to running backs, and they rank 29th overall against the run. So I think Henry's a great play in this one. Henry, who are you sitting in the Chiefs-Titans game? Damien, I would say Damien Williams. He hit the 100-yard mark for the first time all season last week, but he has 30 or fewer rushing yards every other game. He has double-digit carries just twice all year, and the Titans are 15th against the run and allow only 18 points per game. All right, next game. Atlanta Falcons 1-7 at the New Orleans Saints 7-1. Before the season, you would think, man, this is a great-looking fantasy game on paper. Two high-powered offenses, but Matt Ryan's hurting. Saints defense is playing great right now, so I'm not quite as high on the Falcons. I don't think you can sit Ryan or Julio Jones or Calvin Ridley, but I would temper my expectations for them. I like the Saints more so, and I love Drew Brees this week. His last time out, he had 373 yards and three touchdowns. He has played just two full games this year, but in each of those games, he's thrown for 370 or more passing yards. Falcons allow the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks, 23rd overall against the pass, and allow 31 points per game. Seems like a lot of points the Saints are capable of putting up in this one. Henry, are you sitting anyone? I would sit I would sit Devontae Freeman. He's yet to have a rushing touchdown this season and has failed to top 90 rushing yards. Only thing saving his fantasy season is his work in the passing game. And it's still a concern to see him have fewer than 40 rushing yards four or five games. He is a risk when he plays a tough defense, which is a which is the case this week. And the Saints are the fourth fewest fantasy points to running backs and are fourth overall against the run. All right, New York Giants, 2-7 and seven at the New York Jets, 1-7. and seven. The Battle of New York should be a real snoozer of a game, most likely. Not re- really exciting from a fantasy perspective. Both these defenses are actually decent, okay. So, I mean, Saquon Barkley is a must-play. Le'Veon Bell's hurting, so that's kind of iffy in my view. Uh, but for me, one guy I really like is Jamison Crowder uh, with the Jets. He had his highest reception total of the season last week. It was his highest total since week one. He caught eight passes for 83 yards and a touchdown. He's the top weekly target in this Jets offense. He has at least four catches, five of eight games. He has value despite really not finding the end zone at all this year. So you can still play him for fantasy teams, especially this week against the Giants. They're a team that allows the third most fantasy points to receivers. Receivers have enjoyed big success against the Giants almost all season. Henry, who are you sitting? I would sit Le'Veon Bell. Even if he does play this week, how can you trust him? He had a prime matchup last week and still only ran for 66 yards. He has fewer than 70 rushing yards in every game this year, and his passing game is only saving his fantasy season. The Giants will have the fewer than 60 rushing yards two times this year. All right, Henry's going to sit bell on this one. Next one, Arizona 3-5-1 and one at Tampa Bay 2-6. and six. This is a great fantasy matchup. I think this is going to be a really high-scoring game. Lots of great plays in this one. One guy I might take a chance on, maybe a little bit under, under the radar, is O.J. Howard. He's back this week after his hamstring injury. Kept him out the last two games. He's been a bust all year long. Done next to nothing. But the Cardinals' 
defense is absolutely horrible at stopping the tight end. So if he's ever going to have a big week, I think this is the week. The Cardinals allow the most fantasy points to tight ends, and it's by a wide margin. So if you're looking for a tight end fill-in this week, a lot of people dropped Howard. I'd give him a shot in this one. Henry, who are you sitting? I would sit no one in this matchup. You're, you're riding riding all the players. You think it's going to be a great high-scoring fantasy it's game? It's going to be a great high-scoring fantasy game. All right, the next game is Miami Dolphins coming off that huge win last week. 1-7, travel to Indianapolis 5-3. and three. Colts are really kind of banged up at receiver, so I'm going to look at that area for a little under-the-radar play again. Zach Paschal, he's really emerged the last few games, getting a chance to start with T.Y. Hilton out. He had five catches for 76 yards and a touchdown last week, 70-plus yards, three of five games. He's starting, like I said, with Hilton out of the lineup. Dolphins, we all know they're putrid defensively. 20th overall against a pass, allow 32 points per game. It looks like Jacoby Brissett's going to play, so I think that's good news for Pascal as well. So I think Pascal's a good, uh, again, another good bi-week fill-in for anybody looking for a uh, receiver to use in Week 10. Henry, who are you sitting? I'm sitting Ryan Fitzpatrick. The Dolphins are playing not too bad right now, and so is Ryan Fitzpatrick. But he only has multiple touchdowns in three straight games this year, but also has fewer than 200 passing yards two or four games. Not a sure thing by any means, especially with Preston Williams out now out. And the Colts allowed a 10 fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. All right, next game. Carolina Panthers 5-3 at Green Bay, 7-2. and two. Again, before the season, it looked like a pretty good fantasy matchup. But actually, both these defenses are playing pretty well right now. And the Packers coming off a stinker of a game last week against the Chargers. Panthers, though, have posted some pretty good numbers throughout the year. But they traveled to Green Bay, so it could be a tough matchup for them. Not a lot of surefire fantasy plays in this one, but one guy I might take a chance on, again, looking for these under-the-radar plays is Greg Olson. He's having just a so-so season, but he has at least four receptions, four of eight games, so he's getting some catches, and he's top 50 yards three times. I think he's going to have that huge game. It'll be this week against Green Bay. They've really struggled to stop the tight end this year. They allow the seventh-most fantasy points to tight ends. So, again, if you're looking for a replacement for this week, I might give Olsen a shot at tight end. I think this might be a good week for him. Henry, who are you sitting in the Carolina Packers game? Any Packers receiver not named Devontae Evans. Just, you can't trust any of these guys. You never know when someone's going to step up, and none of these guys have been consistent these last couple of weeks. I like that call. It is hard to trust any of those guys. They've been all over the map this year. Okay, Los Angeles Rams 5-3 and three at Pittsburgh 4-4. Four and four. Again, this looks like a decent fantasy matchup on paper. Neither of these defenses are shut down, so some pretty good matchups uh, in both for both these teams. One guy I do like a lot is Deontay Johnson with uh, Pittsburgh. He's had a pretty good rookie year. I know he had just one catch last week on two targets, but he has at least five receptions, three or five games. He's become a bigger part of this offense, and the Steelers could be playing from behind in this game against Los Angeles. So I think they could throw the ball a lot, making Johnson a guy that could get a lot of targets. Plus the Rams are 10th against the run, but just 19th against the pass. Again, another reason that Pittsburgh could be airing it out, making Johnson a good play in Week 10. Henry, who's your sits in this one? I would sit Todd Gurley. He's fewer than 65 rushing yards all but one game this year. And his best rushing game was in Week 1. And the most disturbing in his lack of work in the passing game. Having one or no receptions, five of eight games. And the Steelers are the seventh most fantasy points to running backs. 
All right, next game, Minnesota, the Sunday night game. Minnesota 6-3 and three at Dallas 5-3. and three. Looks to be a great game on paper. Should be a fun matchup to watch from an NFL fan perspective. From a fantasy perspective, I think it's decent, too. Both these offenses are playing pretty good right now. Defenses are pretty good, too, though. So it might not be huge high-scoring fantasy performances in this one, but I think they'll be pretty good across the board. And one guy I do like a lot is Michael Gallup with Dallas. Again, trying to give you that little bit more of an under-the-radar pick. I'm not going to tell you to start Amari Cooper, who's actually hurting right now, so this is even better news for Gallup as well. So he could get a few more targets in this game. But Gallup has quieted some in recent weeks. He has fewer than 50 yards, three straight games, but he did find the end zone last week. And he's been targeted 17 times those last three games. So he's getting some looks, and he's always capable of the big thing in this passing game, especially if Amari Cooper does play and he draws Xavier Rhodes in coverage. I think that's great news for Gallup to post big numbers in this matchup. The Vikings allow the 10th most fantasy points to receivers, so I think Gallup could see some big reception and yardage totals in this one. Henry, who are you sitting? Kirk Cousins. He is playing great right now. He has three touchdown games, three or four games this year. He also has multiple scores of four of five, and he has a big turnaround from earlier this year. But he does have one or no scores four or nine games this year. Isn't quite the sure thing just yet. On the road against the Cowboys this week, and the Cowboys allowed a fifth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks and allowed just seven passing touchdowns all year. All right, last game, Henry, Monday night game, Seattle 7-2 at San Francisco 8-0. and Another good game to watch. I think there's been several games that should be interesting to watch this week. And from a fantasy perspective, this looks pretty good as well. Seahawks offense is playing really well. I know San Francisco has a great defense. Showed a couple chinks in the armor last week. They'll allow some yards and points in their game. So I think that bodes well for Seattle maybe to maybe post better numbers than people thought they would a couple weeks ago after watching the San Francisco defense. So I think there will be some points in this game. And one guy I do like a lot is Emmanuel Sanders with San Francisco. He had he has touchdowns two straight games since joining the 49ers from that trade from Denver. He had a second 100-yard game of the season last week. He had seven catches for 112 yards in his game last week. He's the most targeted receiver in this offense. And the Seahawks, 28th against the pass, allow 26 points per game. So I think... San Francisco could have some success through the air, might not be able to run the ball as well as they have been, so Sanders could be a benefactor in this one. Henry, who are you sitting? DK Metcalf. His, his best game as a pro was last week, but he still makes my sit list, and he has a really tough matchup and more than 70 yards in a game just twice. He can be a touchdown-dependent player, but the 49ers are first overall against the pass and allow just seven passing touchdowns this year. All right, that's it. We got through all the games, Henry. Appreciate you joining me once again. Good luck in your game this week, week 10. Hopefully those traded players come through for you. Are you excited about your game? You like your chances? I like my chances this week, except I am on a four-game losing streak, so got to break that this week. Got to break it. That, that's rough, but it happens in fantasy. You can't win every week, and it's not like the NFL. There's not cold streaks and hot streaks with people you know, forgetting the playbook or doing bad from a coaching perspective or any of that stuff. It's fantasy. So it's all it's all can change around in a hurry. So don't give up hope. Yeah. That's that's what we gotta tell our all the listeners out there too, just like you, Henry. All right. Okay. All right. That's it. That's our that's our week ten starts and sits here at Real Time Fantasy Sports. This has been Jeff Power, senior writer for Real Time Fantasy Sports. I want to wish everybody a lot of luck in week ten in all of their fantasy games. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.